0: With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR.
1: Yes, Goramita Mahogurt, Donald Augusta Foilcharov on an shot and Oct Quig on Show. Full time Le Mayfain Martin O'Quilcha. And Ukt Le Key or he or De, de it is. What day have we at all? It's been one of those days where has the time floyd? Yes, you are all very welcome into full time here with myself, Martin Quilty, this evening. As we prepare to look back on all things gaa related over the weekend. Compared to other weekends, it's been relatively quite enough, but we did have a couple of games, and we are going to talk about the very first one first, and that was Carlo versus Offaly in the Alliance National Hurling League. Division 2A. And I am delighted to be joined on the phone line for my first time interviewing here on full time KCLR commentator Mr. Brendan Hennessy. Brendan, how are you this evening, good sir? Good, Martin, yourself. Can't complain at all now. You were in Tullamore on Saturday last, a miserable afternoon above even slash evening up there. And it wasn't a good day for Carlo either, awfully coming away with the victory uh, in that game to, I suppose, push on and to push for a semi-final spot now as well maybe even for a league final spot they have a showdown with Kildare at the weekend but give us a, an update how did the game go for Carlo?
0: Yeah you're bang on at that Martin it's, it's a showdown with Rice Kildare and uh, Offaly are now on uh, four wins they have eight points apiece and uh, that'll be a big one and uh, the winner will be in the final and the loser being the semi-final and Carlo's league is more or less done and dusted now in relation to that. But they just have to be careful on Sunday now because Down and Derry got a draw on Sunday, and Carlo on two points and both of them are on one. So the most important thing for Carlo and the lads is to finish the league with a win. They wouldn't like to be losing out there. Uh, you could be in more trouble and it wouldn't do the camp any good. But uh, my good feeling on Saturday, first and foremost, just sums it up. It wasn't the day for hurling. It was absolutely miserable, and uh, it wasn't a terrific match. It was never going to be. Conditions didn't allow for it. No, to be fair, the pitch was firm enough. Uh, some of the hurling was good. Some fellas played quite well. Offly Conor, forward and man from borough the freeze, knocked them over. Carlo missed a few. Best team probably won the match, but to be fair to Carlow, they did get enough chances. I think they finished with about 13 whites, and they had three terrific goal chances, which they didn't convert. Now, I'm always a believer, and Terence is always a believer in the lads in Carlo, and it's not an excuse that they're probably a better team because they're a fast-moving team on a dry day, and that's not to take anything away from Offaly. But Carlo did get the chances. It was there, and I'll still come back to what I always say. There's nothing between any of the teams in Division 2A. If they played one another every week, there would be a different results every week. And Tom said after the match that he'd take a few positives out of it. He possibly could, but... There's a few Carnal that didn't play up to their potential, some did, and uh Offaly just shaded us and Carnell would probably find themselves a little bit look unlucky with the sendings off. I thought I thought they were harsh, so there's a lot of people, the lads from Midlands Radio 3 thought they were as well, and I thought the Offaly sent Centre Forward when he got his marching orders, uh, Johnny Kelly summed up that in his interview. He said he could understand the first one, that the referees have a hard job to do, but the second one. He couldn't really understand. I couldn't understand Dermot Burns' second one and I certainly couldn't understand the sending off of Jack Cavanagh. The referee indicated standing beside him it was a fair shoulder. The referee, met the hand signal, tapped the shoulder. Jack continued on down the field and when he came back, the referee was beside Jack Cavanagh but the Lions man was 35, 40 yards away yet he got a better view than the man beside him who said play on and he got a straight red card. So I'd say there could be an appeal there. Um, I think the awfully bench could have got to the Lions man. Wasn't probably going to make a big difference. One thing a few Carlo supporters were disappointed with Carlo's best scorer on the day, Chris Nolan, was doing quite well. And when Carlo needed a goal and there was two points in it, he was taken off. And to be honest, I don't think he was the worst man on the field. But, you know, it's, you know, you say you want to get to a league semi-final, go to a final and then be playing under pressure. And you have the John McDonough around the corner. So I don't know. Was, the story was there but Tom was honest enough in the end he said he took a few positives out of Martin and other than that off we were the best team and uh, they'll just be a bit unfortunate with the two sendings off but I thought, I thought realistically the three, the three sendings off in the match were very very harsh and, and, and I said it to Eddie on Friday night and it's not an indictment on referees the referee refereed the Kerry match and he sent off two Carlow players and again they were very harsh and I keep saying it it doesn't happen in Division 1 and it happened and the same referee was sent back to referee Carlo. and I spoke to former president of Nolan Paragas and he said that shouldn't be happening you know you, you don't it's, it's unfair on the official himself and I'm not saying that Carlo lost the match because of the referee he didn't but I think it's very unfair if that happens and you come back around the corner two matches later to referee the team again I don't think it's fair on the official
1: yeah, I, I don't know what my McBurn got booked for, for the first yellow card. And this is probably what we're going to differ a little bit. I did yeah. see last night what he got the second yellow card for. And the second yellow card in my book is a definite yellow card all day long. So as I said, I don't know what he was booked for the first one. So if I was doing the game, he certainly would be getting a yellow card for the second one that he was sent off for. Jack Havanagh's one is a little bit iffy uh, you know uh, I can yeah, understand bit why, bit I, bit I can understand why Michael Kendi said it was a shoulder and I don't know what angle yeah. he was looking at but after consultation with uh, with Chris Mooney who was the linesman but as you say yeah, if he was yeah right. Chris Mooney if he was 35 metres away and Michael was up close to it well you think he'd have the yeah. better angle at it
0: yeah well my take on that is these lads train four nights a week and if it's a, if it's a, a decision that's hard to make it is easy to leave a lad on the field to send them off you know it, it, it was a Kilkenny Tipperary match well the Tipperary ref wouldn't be refereeing that. I don't want to start getting bogged down on the official my point is that the referee indicated that Jack Cavanaugh gave a perfect shoulder it's easy to look back on hindsight if he said it was fair enough at the time and they went down the field straight back and gives the chap a red card I mean you know if it was fair the first time how come it's not fair the second time and he's beside yeah, us I know. he's beside us you know, I'd be afraid with you know Martin I'd be afraid you will give me one in the comments <laughs> but I'd be afraid they are you, you know? uh,
1: not a hope anyway, not a hope in that Brendan
0: the best team won the match Martin not to take anything away from the officials they have a difficult job to do it was a, a rotten day for a game of hurling but uh, I think I said it teddy on Friday night I, I still think there's more in this Carlo team the disappointing thing is looking back at the league now they've been beaten in three matches they beat down and they had a fine performance that day it was a good dry uh, fine day and and um, There'll have a bit of work to do for Sunday, but they'll be hoping to finish off with a win over Derry and they can look forward to the John Mac. and they'll all have to pull together, as Tom said, and that's on the 7th of April, so they haven't had a whole lot of time to prepare.
1: No they certainly don't and speaking to turns over the last number of weeks as well and you know he's been beside you in the commentary box as well a team for Carlo at the minute seems to be like you say that they're not converting the chances that they're making and they're putting themselves in awful hardship at the end of matches trying to go for the win or if they're ahead they're letting teams come back because if they're ahead they're not putting teams away if they're behind and have the chances they're not converting them and they're losing more matches than they're winning at the minute.
0: Yeah, they were unlucky in Kerry. They could have won in Kerry. They didn't. So it's water under the bridge. And to be fair, against Down, exactly what you're saying, they converted everything against Down. They scored 5'24 and I think they finished with five bites. And Down are competitive enough. You know, people get Carroll get a big bit So Down can't be that good. And as I said to the lads last week, and I think Turns might have said it to yourself, you go up to Ballycran and the Joan McDonald and see how good Down are. Kilkenny had even struggled to come out to Down with a, with a victory out of Antrim or these places. You know, it's not simple win those games away from home and Carlo have to go to Ballycran in in the uh John McDonough. They're away to Kerry, they're away to Down. They're home to Kildare, they're home to Leash, and they're home to Offaly. So the draw is fairly fair from a Carlo point of view with the three strong teams at home, and that's not an indictment on Down either. Kerry away will be difficult, but when we left Kerry a few weeks ago we said we wouldn't really be worries. But um one of the lads of work here now, David Burke, a good GM in Kildare, was telling me he went to the Kildare Kerry match at the weekend he said Kerry hurled very very well but he said he was very impressed with Kildare also so you know, all these teams are preparing well and it's going to be a difficult assignment um, but you know Mac it's a tremendous competition and as I said Martin look back at the history of it there's nothing between any of these teams on any given day so it's all on today as we said the old cliche
1: You alluded to it earlier as well is it's a must win for the game against Derry at the weekend with only a point separating three teams. Carlo really have to beat Derry to hold their status for next year. How detrimental, Brendan, for Carlo Hurlan, would be if Carlo didn't come away with a victory against Derry at the weekend?
2: It would
0: be very detrimental, Martin, because considering three years ago Carlo played in Division 1, you know, they were competing against Kilkenny and Galway and there's a good crop of hurlers there to pick, as you know, is that massive. But uh, I, I'd i be confident enough to win that match on Sunday, but if things did go wrong, it would spell a lot of trouble and, and it's not the place that Carlo want to be because there's a lot of great hurling people in Carlo as you know, and Camogie people, and they're working very, very hard uh, the pool is small. All the lads can do is stay going. And I, I just think, I'm just going back to two weeks ago, I, I, I take away some of the, 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 the conditions that the lads had to play in and it was always going to be difficult away from home. And often, to be fair, play with a bit of hunger and passion but some great positions, their centre-back, their full-back, corner-forward, centre-forward, aren't you dismissed? Um, you know, there's a few quality forwards on the Carla team and the defensive and the young lads that come on in the last year. There is a good team there but it's just for to make it all happen on the day, and that's what they have to do. They made it happen against Down. It didn't happen on Saturday. And all in all, I said it to you, if you missed three glorious goal chances, I think it finished with thirteen wides. And if you go back and look at Offaly scores, you might have a stats on front. I haven't them here, but if you go back and look at Offaly's wide scores. I think the free taker for Offaly uh, scored fourteen points, and I think eleven of them were possibly freeze.
1: So yeah I think that. it was so Owen C- C- Cahill was there I don't have yeah, the, yeah, the exact yeah, ones yeah. but yeah I know he scored a good few frees alright
0: Yeah and, and that's not really Carlo they were giving away a few early on but that, I thought their second half was good enough Tom said he'd take a few positives out of it like you know and I, I, I just think um, on any other day if Carlo had to put the goal chances away I actually fancied Carlo would have properly on Saturday to be straight and honest with you I really did I I, I said they'll do well here he ended up losing by 7 but all reports that I read about the match and different reporters that were there I read them all yesterday They just said that the scoreline didn't really reflect the effort that Carlo put in, even though it wasn't Carlo's best performance. But the lads are much, much better than the result proved on Sunday. And uh, in relation to whether they should have been reds or should have been yellows, that's water under the bridge now as well. The moral of the story is you won't run any championship matches unless you have the full complement on the field at the end of the day. So that's the thing that we'll have to be careful with as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And not long around the corner, as you say now, to the Joe McDonough, which I was looking up earlier on. I think it's the eighth of April. Is the first 7th of day. April?
0: I think seventh. That weekend, Mag. Yeah, Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think they've changed it now to the eighth of April because originally I had it down with terms that it was seventh. But I'm I'm nearly ninety nine percent sure of that. They're after changing it to the eighth. Uh, Brendan, we can't even go this evening. Obviously, the very sad news came out late last night and um, that was announced by Offaly GAA of the sad passing of Liam Kearns who was the senior football manager in Offaly of course a former Kerry man managed Limerick Tipperary uh, Leash of course as well and he was involved uh, with uh, Grey Cullen you were telling me earlier on his mum is a Carlow woman and he was also your neighbour as the fella says when you were a be book
0: well, it was a He was on there, but yeah, his dad, to sum up the Greg Cullen connection, Martin, his dad, Ollie, uh, was on the last Greg Cullen team to win the least Senior Championship in 1965. It's a long time ago now. Uh, Liam I was 61. I wouldn't have been around, uh, is there, if I was. But the family did go back to Kerry, and uh, Ollie was his dad. He was on the team, and his wife was a wheeling lady from Carlo. And there's a big connection to Carlo there. And Liam came to ca- manage Leash in 2004, and actually, or with Limerick, he came to Carlo in 2004. the one of the All Ireland qualifiers, I think it was, and it was was one of the first matches to be televised on a Saturday after dinner. And did a great chat with him back then. I got to know him over the years, and I met him at the various teams, and when Carlo would have played against them, and at, the, at different tournaments, he was a he's a lovely lad. And it was very sad the way it happened because he actually trained with us yesterday. So the connection there is his mother is a Carlo lady. Lean did live in Grey Cullen as a child. And uh, when his father finished in the job he was working at in Carlow to return to Kerry. And when we were kids, there was always only one game on the television or two. The all Ireland semi-final, we'd be going for Kekeddie to Hurling. And you'd obviously Kerry and Dublin and these teams back then. But the, the minor match was always on. And I can still see Lean Cairns. He was a red-haired playing minor. 1980, I think, 81. He played minor for two years. He won his all just with Kerry so we always had a great interest with him after all the people in Greg Cullen with the, the connection to the club so it is very sad and uh, there is a local connection there but it's very very sad for the, for the family and it's very sad for Offaly Michael Dagman I was talking to Michael on Saturday actually but that hadn't happened at that time it was only yesterday it's very very sad because Offaly were making great progress and Michael had great plans with Liam and he was a very astute uh, manager, and he had done great courses. Done, uh, he got good qualifications with strength and conditioning and management courses, and he was, one of the, he was a very much qualified man after he retired over of Garda Kona So he's going to be a huge loss. He's gone at a very early age, and it's very, very sad. So I just want to convey my sympathy to his wife, all his family, and Kerry, and all his connections in Carlo and uh, his two daughters as well. It's very, very sad.
1: Yeah and again we uh, put our sentiments with that and send our sympathies to Angela to Rachel to Laura and all of the GAA community in Offaly as well Brendan my thanks as always you have a busy weekend ahead we'll be announcing all of the details of the matches that you're going to be at over the weekend have a very good St. Patrick's weekend good sir and no doubt you'll be enjoying it as you always do behind a microphone and bringing us all of the GAA live action over the weekend but my many thanks for uh, being the first time that I've interviewed you here from the studio it's been a pleasure uh, and no doubt it won't be the last time either.
0: I hope not anyway Martin <laughs> thanks, thanks a million I won't, I won't be behind the microphone at 5 o'clock and I'm petting for the Ibiza Lillian Hulan got me a ticket so I'm
1: on to the rugby <laughs> so I, I'll talk to you after that no bother Brendan thanks a million for that thank you bye bye that was of course Brendan Hennessy, our own commentator they are talking to us about Carlo hurling over the weekend don't go anywhere we have a quick break to take and when we come back I will have Tom Mullally speaking and he's both caught up with Brendan after the game and then we'll be talking to Tom all Ireland winner Michael Welsh on Kilkenny's win as well over the weekend. Don't go anywhere. Big Mayo restoration sauce. Full
0: time on KCLor, With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahard's, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny.
1: Lahard'sVolkswagen.ie. Yeah, tough all, our Ash here to full-time with myself, Martin Quilty, this evening. And before the break, I promised you an interview with Tom Mullally. He caught up with Brendan Hennessy, who I was just chatting to after the game on Saturday. And here's what Tom had to say. Tom, I don't really
3: know what to say after that. It was competitive. It was a dour day for a game of hurling. It wasn't a classic. And to be fair, you kept yourself in it for a long time. So other than that, Offaly probably shaded it at the end. They did, but overall... The hour it probably looked a little bit better.
4: Ah, yeah, to be fair to Offley they can got the win. The performance would have would have um deserved the win, I'd say, overall. I think to I'd have to credit our own players for staying in the game when things weren't weren't going quite according to plan. Um probably when you break it down and, and look at the final scoreline it was probably the conversion rates on kind of both sides was probably the difference between the two teams ultimately. Like you know.
3: Freeze, I counted they got a good few, but you'll get freeze on days like today and to put them away. And in fairness, you got goal chances, Tom. In the first half in particular, two great goal chances, one near the end. And you did get one in the end, but it was too little, too late. But you, Carlo, have got umpteen chances today, and you were really well in the game. Obviously, not a great game of hurling.
4: No, it wasn't a great game of hurling. But but that's that's the game we had to play today. And um, I suppose we we failed to adapt to probably the opportunities that that we did that we did create. Um, our, as I said just a second ago, our conversion rate just wasn't wasn't really good enough to win this kind of game. You I mean you like you've got to be able to put the freeze over the bar, and you've got to create what what few opportunities can sometimes be there. Um, that's something we'll try and learn from. Um, Learn from this game and kind of bring it forward to the Joe Mac Did you pull a few positives out of today, Tom? You did. Oh yeah, I think so. I, I think we've again we've got game time into lads and we see where they're at. Lads are are, are trying to to adapt to kind of a, to a panel kind of system from, from from here on in as well. And I think I mean it was it was probably difficult coming after the last day. We, we we had quite a big score, and sometimes the next day can be not quite as good. And, and from from the Forest point of view and things that way, and I think that's that reflected stuff out there. But we did hang in in the game. Thought we worked hard we could probably just bring a bit more speed into, in, into what we're doing with the ball, that's all.
3: One more game in the league. It's after passing by very quickly. Derry at home next week. So I know the league is done and dusted now, but it's preparation for the John Mac and it's not too far away, the 7th of April. So I said it on commentary and I said, I must ask you this question. Would you rather be competitive and have two, possibly two more games in the league or be kind of fresh going into the John Mac with one or two challenge matches?
4: oh we're happy We could, like to be honest with, with trying out things and all that we weren't sure if, if, if we would make the league semi-final um, but we have obviously planned like, like we all know today that we're kind of playing, playing the Joe Mack and we know what the, what the Joe Mack entails and that's that's been our target so I mean that's that's where our, our kind of test lies whether we'll be good enough uh, only time will tell that's what, that's what we're aiming towards we have Derry next weekend that's our most immediate game that, that we face right now and that's the most important thing for us is, is to get a performance there and to kind of tidy up some of the things that we're missing maybe today
3: and the good thing about today, your panel getting stronger Chris Nolan back John Michael back in the panel Kieran uh, Whelan back all to pick up a little bit of a knock how is he? I will
4: um, Bridges is, is ah. assessing that there now so I'll, I'll, I can know more later
3: positive is that you have more players back anyway and we're always going to be involved and in it's great to see Carla with the full card now coming towards what's going to be an important competition
4: Ah, oh yeah, it's a hugely important competition. I mean, um, and uh, it, it's great having lads back. Um, I suppose the challenge for all of our players now is, is is to kind of reveal themselves fully over the course of the, of the competition. That's uh, comp- next weekend against Derry, and, and for the duration of kind of Joe Mac. That's that's ultimately what it, what it boils down to for hurlers is is to get their performance levels right out on the field of play. And we've we've got 15 that can represent Carlo any day, and we'll look for that to be at as high a standard as possible.
3: Okay, now I know you're not a man to talk about controversy or things like that in relation to games, neither am I. But there was a few talking points in that game, Tom. We have to be honest. Okay, what were they, Brendan? <laughs> see you see against Eric. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> I think that boils down to a no comment on that one. That was, of course, Tom O'Leary speaking with Brendan Hennessy after the match. Now there was another big game that was on at the weekend as well, and that was the meeting of Kilkenny and Dublin. And on that game, along with Brendan Hennessy as well, yesterday was two-time, two-time, I should say rather, All Ireland winner Michael Welsh. And Michael joins me on the line now. Good evening, Michael. How are you this evening? I'm good, Martin, yourself? Ah, sure, very well. Now, on this Monday evening, we're in out of the rain and it's great. Uh, what wasn't great, I suppose, was the performance from Dublin, maybe yesterday, against Kilkenny. I believe during commentary, it, you classed uh, the Dublin attack as a toothless attack. Was it really as bad as it sounded coming out over the airwaves? Yeah,
5: I think I was disappointed uh, from the fact that... Um it really wasn't much of a contest
1: um, and you have to look,
5: obviously I haven't played a game myself and you know, the last thing you want to do is has been uh, very harsh on people, and you try to be as constructive as possible, and and that's what you try and do, no matter who's playing or where playing. And I was just a bit surprised at Dublin's lack first touch and you know their energy up front. Uh, the time, the amount of times Kenny players walked out with the ball on the pause was was you know it was really frightening, and it certainly won't happen in another few weeks' time. And that's where it came from, really. You know, it took them twenty one minutes to get a score from play. And at that level, it just doesn't clock, That doesn't work. And that's that's where that came
1: from. Not making excuses or anything for Dublin, but it's fair to think that Micheal Donoghue is really kind of starting from scratch. He's lost a lot of the first-team players from last year. I think it's 10 in total. The announcement that Eamon Dillon has now retired as well over the weekend. I mean, a lot of the big names, really, that has been there over the last number of years to keep Dublin progressing that small little bit and maybe... In contentions of even progressing out of the Leinster Championship are kind of gone at this stage, with uh, with all those retirements and people gone away. Is it fair to say that Meath Hall is really starting from scratch?
5: Oh, absolutely. And that definitely is the truth. And uh, there's no question that no, I said it uh, Saturday to the lad I and mean, again yesterday. The amount of players they lost, and not just the amount, it's the quality of players they've lost, you know, like Chris Fromley and Keen O'Callaghan. And, you know, mm-hmm. these fellas are not easily replaced. And I do absolutely agree that, that you know, the, it's a completely new start for me, Hall. And I think, you know, the good thing from his point of view, he definitely will be given time. He's trying to book players. And in fairness, he has said it's like, uh, at this level, yeah, I suppose they learned a lesson yesterday. In fairness, had drawn with Walford. the beat Antrim and lost to area, and quite well that day. I just say he was surprised by the lack of of their execution with the ball yesterday but look at as you said and you're dead right they've lost too many players and you just can't afford that and this ever particularly as I said it's not about losing players it's the quality and they've certainly lost
1: that Kilkenny were certainly awesome in the first half and even Jerry Kling alluded to it I mean some of the scores that they got albeit yeah there was very little pressure being put on the Kilkenny players but they went in at 17 points to 8 ahead at half time it was kind of nearly over at that stage from a Dublin point of view but just after it, then 4 minutes into the second half Owen Cody gets his first goal. Brilliant play though from Paddy Deegan who I thought was superb throughout the whole game.
5: Yeah, indeed, absolutely. And, you know, Own Cody closer to goal is is just, uh, he has that goal threat. And, you know, these two finishes were absolutely supplying. The first one, as I said, brilliantly executed and laid on by Paddy Deegan. And, uh, you know, in the first half, going back to that, you're dead right. as we keep saying, can really do what they have to do and they can only play who they have to play. And there's certainly, barred the Tipperary game, has certainly done that quite quite well. And uh, they moved the ball very, very well in that first half yesterday.
1: Another player who stood... Another player who stood out Michael as well I have to say and he's been superb on the freeze all throughout the league campaign has been Billy Drennan was really solid as well Bar maybe one or two yesterday but he certainly has been a real find for the league.
5: He has he has been the absolute standout player uh, in the league for Kenny he really has taken to it very very well and he's getting better every day he goes out you know free uh, taking is really good and look at to be quite honest as we know like if, T- when, if and when TJ comes back he will probably be on the freeze but he certainly is a massive backup player now If anything does happen and he's now really pitching in from play as well like his movement yesterday was excellent he was covering ground right across the pitch uh, not just playing the corner of our position but moving very well and he scored five points from play and he can be absolutely thrilled with the way Worked out
1: from so far. Derek Ling now has a chance of bringing Cikenny to an or I was going to say an All earned semi-final, the league semi-final. Uh, the weekend it's down to themselves and Waterford. A draw will do against Waterford to qualify for the league semi-final. Waterford is certainly going to be a stiffer test than what Dublin was at the weekend. But can you see him coming away with victory um, after what you saw last weekend?
5: I, um, I think because Watford are going to be down, Conor Prunty, Jeremy Barron and Austin Gleeson. I think it really weighs the scales heavily in favour of Lichini. Um It's a pity from you know uh, um, a contest point of view that's the case, but I'm sure Watford will put up a much much sterner test next Sunday. Uh, whatever they are, are they're going to be they're going to be really competitive. But I do think the loss of those key players will be the defining factor in the game, and I do think Lichini should 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 edge the game
1: um i would you might have heard brendan earlier on talking about the the carlo game over the weekend and maybe the referee's performance and he might have been a bit harsher a bit strict uh, looking at the game as well uh, there was a couple of instances that yourself and brendan alluded to as well was johnny murphy maybe a bit lenient than he could have been
5: yeah, I actually felt that Dublin might have been a bit aggrieved, and I did see it in one of the interviews where I think it was Michal himself said it that you know he was a little bit uh, aggrieved that like some of the that Dublin didn't get a lot of freeze and they gave away some he felt, but uh, it was very obvious from early in the game there were so many other cards going out that. Um, that Dublin were going to not finish with 15 men, but like. I had said that during the commentary. The one thing I will say, a lot of these Dublin players are new and they're, and they're finding out about the physical aspect. Of it. I have commented on this a number of times since the start of the year. The physical size of the Kenny team has really grown and grown. And it it you know it takes a lot of S&C work and, and conditions to do that. And some of these Dubliners are probably in their first or second year and it, it, it could tell quite clearly there were an awful lot of them going down with injuries. And I'd say it was just the physical... Uh, nature of the game, where they just weren't able to withstand them yet. They will, I'm sure, as time goes on. Um, so look at as regards the referees. Look, it had no major impact on the game at all. But uh, you know, you, you can always pick host the referees, as you know. And at the end of the day, it didn't really have an impact at all yesterday, anyway.
1: From what you've seen over the league campaign, do you think that Jerry Ling is going to be happy overall with his performances? I mean, the Tipperary result was probably a freak result compared to the rest of them. But um, over the last three games, have you seen signs that uh, Derek is settling into the job and maybe finding his feet and getting into a rhythm? Yeah,
5: absolutely. Uh, there's no question about it. I think that, you know, in any competition, if you win four or five matches, um, you have to be happy. Now, look, I always and, and I'm, again being hugely respectful of the opposition that, that 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 they would have played. You have to take that into account as well. But I absolutely are playing one the right way. I really do think they are. They've, they, you know, he's 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 given his. Task of training up people, he's done that over the course of the Welsh Cup and the league. But I do believe that that team is getting pretty settled at the moment. If you look at the last two teams that played, uh, I said it before the least match; like I think ten or eleven of them will start in championship.
1: And you have a busy weekend as well. Over Paddy's weekend, sure, no better place to be than involved in hurling matches where you love to be behind the microphone and beside Mr. Hennessy as well. And no better place to be during, a, to be Irish. It could be great to be back in Crow Park, I suppose, on St. Patrick's Day at an All-Ireland final, albeit it might not be the senior club one, but it's still an All-Ireland final when the college's final takes part on a Friday, I think, at three o'clock.
5: Yeah, we were there last year and, uh, you know, it was a great day and the result didn't go up here in way. And they go back this year very hungry and I think with a very, very strong team and it would be would be, hopeful that they will prevail. Um, I'm, I'm sure Admiral i am will come with a competition challenge as well, but yeah, it's great to look forward to it. And it, last year's match was really entertaining and I hope this one will be the same.
1: Well, with the help of God, Michael, it surely will be and that the weather will hold off as well that we can enjoy a good game of hurling. My thanks as always for joining me here on Full Time on this Monday evening. Leave you go put your feet up now for the rest of the night and enjoy it, your work is done.
5: I will, Martin. Thanks a million.
1: <laughs> Thanks a million. That was, of course, bye, Michael bye. Welsh, there, uh, co-commentator and analyst with uh, Brendan Hennessy over the weekend with Kilkenny and Dublin played at UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. Right, when I come back, we will hear from Kilkenny manager Derek Ling about what he thought about yesterday's performance. Don't go away, beg may rash tirations us. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on or with Martin Quilty. Yes, tuffoirs you're over Our ash quick on shot full time. Le Martin O'Quilta anocht de lún on three o lockhead the Devorta. De On this week of Shockton Ngwelga, we had the busy weekend of hurling action over the weekend, and Derek Ling, who was the Kilkenny manager, caught up with Brendan Hennessy after yesterday's game. And we will hear very soon from Johnny Kelly, who was the Offaly manager, uh, because Brendan caught up with him after the Offaly game and just after coming into us as well. So don't go anywhere. You'll be able to listen to Derek and Johnny, and we'll be back shortly after these. Good win, Derek. Yeah, good win,
2: reasonably happy. Um <laughs> So we started the game well, gave us a kind of cushion throughout the game. But I think overall, re- yeah, reasonably pleased. Got a chance to get fellas a run off the bench as well. Yeah, we did. Uh, we got a few injuries as well, a few knocks as well that we had to, you know, make a few changes. But um, yeah, they all contributed, did well. Look, both teams are probably. Um, we don't know, who, you know, what kind of training they're doing, and you know, uh, injuries come into it and everything else. So look, we we know that when it comes to the championship, it's going to be a different game altogether. Um, so yeah, under no illusions there. We take a semi final no matter where it was on and uh, like we have a big test next week and it's ideal for us now the, the game coming next week um, looking forward to it it'll be a good test we kind of had to we had a few injuries and we had planned on you know giving a, a run out to another couple of lads and unfortunately some of the substitutions were in for us as well so we couldn't do anything about that but um, he's, very, he's he's training well starting to come back into it and he's, he's getting close to it yeah. they, they, they worked hard, very hard throughout the game and it was good to see them um, you know um having the confidence to go and, and try these things and go for it that's what we want are you happy with where you are at the moment yeah, reasonably happy look I mean we obviously weren't good against Tipperary. we got the wins we picked up you know the wins obviously in the other games um, we had to learn a lot we probably learned a lot from the Tipperary game we knew we had to pick it up and the attitude from the players since then has been excellent um, Look, we've bigger tests to come, and we know next week will be another one for us. And that's that's ideal. That's what we want, and we're looking forward to that now. Yeah, the question was asked to Liam Cahill last night about wanting to win a league title with proximity to the Leinster Championship and the Munster Championship. What are your thoughts on that? Now, nah, look, we're we're very much we want to we want to win our next game, get into the knockout stages, go as far as we can. Uh, for sure, that's our ambition. Um, we have a number of, number of players that are hopefully coming back in the next couple of weeks as well. So additional games would be welcome. And uh, so yeah. No, looking forward to what lies ahead now well, fee was one of the injuries a head injury wasn't it excuse me yeah he, he had a head, in, head injury and we just couldn't take any chances with him and yeah so we'll see assess him this week and see how he goes yeah. 17 points and no whites Derek time. it's a very fair stat yeah, look at very sharp in the first half, and and even I just thought it worked great. I think it was our, you know, even from the puck house and that we we're very good. we were hunting in packs. We, we, you know, got a few turnovers, and that was the most pleasing part of it. Like I said, we know we've bigger tests to come, and we know when we play Dublin here in the championship, it'll be different again. So, but look for today, happy, and uh, we just have to move on now and drive on. Harry was strong at corner back. He got a few nice scores. He might want to get back to centre forward there. Yeah, look, he's. Uh, <laughs> He, powering is experienced <laughs> playing in, in, in lots of positions at this stage, so he's very comfortable moving up the field. And yeah, he got a couple of opportunities today and defended well, which is the most important thing. And a couple of scores then were a bonus. Well done, Derek. Thanks.
1: Thank you Kilkenny manager Derek Ling there catching up with the media after the game in UPMC, Nolan Park, yesterday. Our dinnersready.ie contact line and WhatsApp line is open for a comment. 083 306 Let me know what you think about the games at the weekend. Are Kilkenny going to qualify for a semi-final? Will they beat Waterford at the weekend? Or is the data coming to Nolan Park to beat Kilkenny in their backyard since welsh park is being developed they're losing home advantage in that one or can carlo stay up or are they going to get relegated back down into division three as well we'd love to hear your thoughts on all of that talking about carlo and staying up brendan caught up with johnny kelly the Offaly manager after the game on saturday and here's what johnny had to say
3: Johnny well done job done wasn't a classic but uh, conditions didn't help either but you got two men injured there and there was a few talking points in the game I suppose as well but for roughly you won the match
6: yeah that's it look at once the game is over like we're just happy to get the points but we know that Carlo are a really good team and yes, they'll come again strong in, in, uh, and we'll, we're, we're going to meet again obviously in, in McDonough and maybe even um, sooner than that but look happy enough to get the result
3: yeah you're in a good position I don't know what way the other game finished but you're on 8 points now so it's
6: looking like it could be in the league final oh, well I think Carlo have uh, or Kildare uh, won the other game so they obviously are probably in the same position ourselves so all to play for next weekend here in Tungamore
3: so you'll enjoy that one but all in all on a bad day
6: today you hurled well at times took your scores led at half
3: time led when you needed it at full time
6: yeah look it wasn't all good either there was lots of times there that we you know we made uh, errors on the ball and misplaced passes and things like that like but you know um, Things that you should be able to fix this week in training, and obviously uh, we look at the, at the at the video and analyse that, and and uh, come back with uh, with a, a stronger and better uh, performance. Hopefully against Kildare next weekend. Some managers not like talking about it, but I felt if I was that manager, I'd be disappointed with the sending
3: off of your player. And what did you feel on it yourself? And uh, as a Carlo commentator, I felt that the Carlo centre back probably got a bit of a raw deal as well. There were hard calls. were the Johnny in, in tough conditions because there wasn't a lot in them for second yellow cards
6: I look at the referee is a tough job, like, and he. I mean, it's 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 not easy to make those decisions. Like he he. Uh, Keelan was on the yellow card from the first half and probably deserved it, but uh, the second one here in and, and this side here, he, he basically went over the ball, stood over to pick it up, and we don't know. Maybe something happened, but I didn't see it at the time, so I didn't see anything too bad. Um, look, these things happen. You just have to roll the punches and get on with it, because if you get too bogged down, that's when you lose your focus and, and lose games and that side of things So just keep our heads down and keep going.
3: Okay, well you've next week, of course, Carlo next week, but it's only the last game of the league. You'll have a bit of preparation if you're, you're going to be in the business end of the league, which is great for Offley. So you look forward to next week and you hopefully
6: you can do. It. Cool. Which is it like? I mean, uh, it's good. This league is really competitive. Everyone, want, everyone in this league wants to perform and win every day to go out, which is a little bit uh, different from what's going on in Division One. Um, well, to be honest about it, I don't think divisions are right. I think, to be fair, I think um, it's there's a, there's a disconnect between what's happening here and Division One a where you know the yo-yo effect is damaging teams. And I think that you know uh, getting up there is good, and we really do want to win this league. Uh, obviously, Kildare and all the teams that's in that are the same boat, but look, we have no choice. We just have to go and try and perform if we do go out, win, and see where that takes us. Okay,
3: and can I jump forward a few weeks because you've just mentioned on the interview that Carlow are a good side. All the teams in the Joe Mac, it's going to be competitive, and I know you have the league to deal with, but certainly looking forward to the Joe Mac. There's going to be some great games. There's a short turnaround as well, Johnny. So it doesn't help that the games come quickly, and it. it's a great competition.
6: Well, it's a great competition, but there is—it's not a short turnaround. There is no turnaround. No. You know, it's going straight into the games, like, yeah. and that's it, like. But Carlow will learn a lot from that today, like, and they will have watched those and they'll analyse that and they'll come back with a plan. They've got a really good management team there, and guys that are clever and around long enough to you know to, to to assess what happened today, and they'll come back no doubt with a with a plan and with a with a, a really strong performance. in Joe McDonnell, and you know, so be it.
1: Okay, listen, thanks for your words. Well done today. I'll
6: be seeing the Joe Mac. Okay, thank, thank you very much, you thank, much. You. thank you.
1: Okay. That was Johnny Kelly there catching up with Brendan Hennessy after the match on Saturday. Owen Carey is in the building and he will be coming up with Fully Loaded after the news at 7 o'clock. So make sure you tune into to himself for that. And looking over my right hand shoulder, I can see John Keane sitting away there in studio two. And for those who didn't hear earlier on, Jake was the winner of the Irish Music Month competition that was being run here on KCLR and they will go forward now. To represent Carlo and Kikeni in the semi-final. So for anyone that was following it earlier and didn't hear the result, it was Jake that ended up victorious in that one, and we wish them the very best of luck going forward. Right, time that we had another break. When we come back, we will be having a roundup of all of the sports action. So don't go anywhere. Full time on KCL or your weekend sports in review with Martin Coulty. Yes, tough oil to rove, our ash back into a full time. For those of you who are texting me, no, I do not know who the mystery voice is to give any clues whatsoever. That is a guarded secret with John Welsh. And I can tell you one thing that he wouldn't even tell me who it was earlier on this morning. Right, we are going to have a sports roundup and we're going to start with Camogie News. And Kilkenny needed a very late goal and a point to seal victory for the Kittens' first win in this year's Electric Ireland Minor A Camogie Championship when they beat Tipperary 11-2-7 yesterday in Grenon. While in the Minor B championship, Carlo had a very good win against Derry 4-6 to 114 after a long journey to Derry. So brilliant that the Carlo Miners picked up victory in that game there. The Counties under sixteen side beat K Wexford 29-12 points, that is Kilkenny, with the under sixteen Bs also picking up a comprehensive four eleven to three points victory over Leash. In Rugby News, Kilkenny RFC will return to Division 1B of the Leinster League for the 2023-24 campaign as defeat at sea Point confirms their relegation. In Cup action, Tullow women had a 36-7 win over Clondalkin in the first round of the Paul Flood Cup while Kilkenny's women had a 19-17 win over Navan to book a place in the quarterfinals of the Paul Cusy Cup and we heard Paddy Moss here with us last week talking about that. In handball news, in the All-Ireland Golden Masters Men's B Semi Final Stephen Halley of O'Loughlands lost to Seamus Mohan of Mayo 21 13 15 21 11 1. And in the All Ireland Ladies Intermediate Final, it was Aoife Holden of Kilfane beaten by Katrina Milan of Clare 21 10 21 5. In soccer results, then in the Kilkenny Soccer in the Patmar Shield semi finals, it was River Rangers 0, Freebooters 1. Bridge United 3, St. Candice's 1. In the St. Candice's Credit Union Premier Division, Callan United 1, Evergreen A5. In the junior KCLR Scoreline.ie Division 1, it was Evergreen B3, Celtic 4 In the Junior Division 2 League Castle Warren Celtic 6 St. John's 2 Our own Shane O'Keefe will be delighted with that result In the Junior Emerald Tiles Division 3 League it was East End United 2 Evergreen 46-0 In the St. Canis' Credit Union Women's League Thomastown United 2 Mill Celtic 3 East End United 1 and Vale Wanderers 2 In the LFA O'Neill's Junior Cup last. 16. Thomastown United 3. St. Paul's are 3. And Thomastown win 4 3 on penalties in that game. In the Carlo soccer results in the Douglas Jewellers Carlo Cup, it was St. Patrick's Boys B1, Ballymurphy Celtic 3. Burn Celtic 1. Dolman Celtic 1. And Burn Celtic win 4 3 after penalties. St. Patrick's Boys A1. Parkville United two, Vale Wanderers a three, Round Towers Rovers nil, Kilry Celtic five, Killashen F.C. a. Nil, Crettyard United A ten, Vale Wanderers B one. Wow, what a result there for Crettyard United A! Also a good win for Yard United B as they beat Saint Felix three two. Hanover Harps one, New Oak Boys A three. In the Tullys Travel Division, Town AFC four, Mill Celtic one. Parkville United B two, our Athletic Nil. In the Whites Pharmacy Division it was Boltinglass Town 6 and Nurney Villa 4. So you're all up to date on that one, and just on the Castle Warren game, our own Robbie Dowling here on KCLR, the scorer of two goals as well. Sure, he had a smile on him like a Cheshire cat all weekend, and sure, why wouldn't he? Right, as we alluded to earlier on, we have a busy weekend of sport starting with Friday on Saint Patrick's Day. Brendan Hennessy and Michael Welsh are heading to Crow Park for the Mesita Post Primaries Crow Cup All Ireland. Uh, schools final and that is St Kieran's College versus the Presentation Roy it is in Crow Park with a 3pm throw-in and that game is sponsored by Tyreland in Cuffs Grange so make sure that you tune into that after all of the St Patrick's Day festivities on Saturday then we have the Allianz National Football League Division 4 round 6 game that is Carlo versus Sligo and that is scheduled for Netwatch Cullen Park and that has a 5pm throw-in while on Sunday at half 11 we have the very Camogie League Division 1 game between Kilkenny and Cork, and that's being sponsored by Marker Cross Shopping Centre. We'll be live, myself and Anya from Nolan Park, and afterwards, then it's uh, at. Uh, 1 o'clock it is Carlo and Derry in the Alliance Hurling League Division 2A around 5 game that has a 1pm throw in and finally in the Alliance Hurling League Division 1B it is Kilkenny versus Waterford live from UPMC Nolan Park with a 1.45pm throw in coverage will start roughly approximately out of the lunchtime news at one15 and that is sponsored by La Hearts right uh, thank you very much for listening in this evening on full time I will be back again with you next Monday to review all of the hurling action. So for the time being, Sloan, Anish, August, Thaw, Law, Ela, Fordrick, Jas, good Sloan. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Harts, the home of
0: Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie